Hello. So this episode is going to be a little bit different, but it does really impact our relationships. And what I'm talking about is energy. So, you know, when you walk into a room and you just feel like the vibe is off and you can't pinpoint what it is, you're like, oh shit, Did I, is something wrong with me? Do I feel, do I feel sad or do I feel down? And you start thinking about it and you go, no, I've had a really good day. I don't, under, I don't understand what's going on. And you look around the room for like a sign that someone's sad and you can't really tell. And that's energy. So that's you walk into a room and you can just you feel something that you didn't feel before. And that happens quite more often than you might think. And for someone like me who's quite sensitive on picking up on those things, um, it's it can be pretty detrimental if we don't learn how to protect our energy. And this goes for any situation, whether you're at work or and you're talking to a customer who's like maybe angry, for example, and you feel that energy and you start to feel angry, there is a space you can get to where you aren't returning that fire and you aren't upset by them being angry at you. But getting to that place is the hard part. And that's what this episode is going to be about. So believe it or not, we are actually all accountable and responsible for the energy that we hold, regardless of who affects it or who we let affect it. And this is hard to come to terms with. I know it's hard to come to terms with myself. I even had an argument with my husband this morning and I could not shake the anger and the hurt that I was feeling. And so I did my usual morning routine minus one step and safe to say I've cleared most of that anger and hurt. Um, I'm still yet to do yoga, so I'll get to that in a moment. But I wanted to talk about what are the things that we do in daily life and in our interactions that drain our energy and not only drain our energy, but impact them in a way that leaves us feeling terrible, leaves us feeling angry sad, a whole host of things. And I don't just mean like, you know, having those feelings is okay, but when you start to get stuck in them and you carry them with you and you start to feel heavy and your chest closes in, that's when it's not good. So this episode is going to provide you with all the the tools, all the ways that um, you might be draining your energy and then some solutions as well. So the first and most important one in most fields is the people that are around you. So I've talked about this lightly before in another episode. Um, However, I'm going to go a bit more in depth. So I've said before, you know, the five closest people around you, you are the accumulation of the five closest people to you. And so when you look at the five closest people to you, which I want you to do now, think about it. What kind of energy do they hold? When you're around these people, how do you feel? Do they lift you up? Are you pretty level with them? Or do they bring you down? And now this isn't a a point to... (laughs) I'm not trying to say that you have to remove these people because in some circumstances you can't. The five closest people you might be around, three of them might be work colleagues you have to work in a team with, right? So don't worry. 
I'm going to get to that and how to, how to help that. But the people that you choose to have around you, so let's say, let's say those other two of the five, those people, are you choosing to be around them or make contact with them out of obligation? Or are you choosing to interact with them because you want to? Are you choosing to interact with them because you enjoy the, the back and forth that you get because you leave feeling good, if not better than you were already feeling? Do you feel like your vibe is matching? And so for the people that you can choose to be around, and this includes family, who is draining you? The solution to this is choose to actively seek connection with people that have good energy. Another point to make before I quickly move on from that is there is a term that is used in the spiritual side of things called, uh, and actually I think people in like the Western world use it too. There's people called energy vampires. And what these people do is whenever they're around um, people that, you know, are feeling good, they will suck that energy like a vampire sucking blood out of that person and hold it for themselves. Another example is uh, if you come across someone who you have interactions with regularly and they just want to stay stuck in their down spiral. And they, they, the way that they speak, what they say, how they interact with you is bringing you down. But also they might be bringing you down and judging you and criticizing you um, and getting you onto their level of energy. Whether, or not, whether they're sucking the energy out of the good energy out of you or they're bringing you down to their level. That is what I'm referring to when I talk about an energy vampire and an important point and I don't go around calling people this (laughs) but an important point to make is that some people don't realize that they're doing it it might even be you and you may not realize where you're draining someone else's batteries or you're trying to bring them down to be at your level Because it can be quite triggering if you see someone who's so happy all the time or who's so empowered and inspired and motivated and then you're just sitting there feeling like (laughs) a pile of shit to see them, you know, living their best life and enjoying themselves and, and making light of things. It's like, well, you know... I don't know how to explain it because I don't feel like I do this and it's quite, it's quite hard to relate to, but, um, you know, these people might end up just sulking around. Um, and so these are people to look out for as well. And these are the people that are specifically going to drain your energy a lot and taking time and space from them is okay. You don't necessarily have to tell them. You can just, you know, if, if they are interacting with you and, they're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You go, that's okay. I've just needed to take some space from everyone for a moment. Um, I'd love to catch up with you in a month's time. So like, take that space, you know, put it in place. You're not completely rejecting them from your life, but you're creating a safe environment for you to be able 
to hang out with them. And who knows, in that month's time, maybe they've changed their ways. Maybe you're strong enough in your energy to actually enjoy the conversations that you have with them. This next energy drain is a big one that people don't realize that they're doing and it is ruminating on thoughts. So letting the thoughts that we're having, particularly the emotional ones, just snowball. These thoughts are continual and they're fast and after a while you go, you're, you might even be creating a scenario in your head where you're fighting with someone. You go, how did I get here? Why am I thinking about this? But it's too late at that point. You're already feeling tight in the chest and you're, you're feeling a bit angry or hurt. And now your feeling towards them is one of maybe you want to avoid them or a bit of disdain. And this happens so often especially in tasks where we're repeating a task and we, we do it all the time, like washing the dishes or driving our car or sometimes even reading and scrolling our phones. We can be looking at our phone, but actually we're thinking about something in the back of our mind. And it's not the thoughts that are the problem necessarily, it's the continuation of them and letting ourselves dig deeper, so deep, that we feel the effects of the thoughts of the situations as if they're happening right now. So the solutions to this, and you're not going to like what I'm saying because it's not easy, is presence. How do we get present in each moment? And I have so many tools that I work with my coaching clients with that um, once you walk away from the six weeks, you've got a whole toolkit to help you be present. But I'll give you some basic ones now, which is using the one thing that is a constant in your life, which is your breath. You might hate me for this, but you'll notice in those moments where your thoughts are just continually moving at a really fast pace, once you stop thinking, you start realizing you haven't actually breathed in a while, or you have been breathing, but really shallow breaths. And so it's about taking slow, keyword, slow, deep inhalations all the way to the belly and slow, deep exhalations. Slow is keyword and just keep breathing like that. Do 10 breaths like that and you'll start to notice that you feel just the littlest bit better. Another thing that you can do as well is utilize utilize what you've got baby visualization while you're doing those deep breaths imagine with each inhale you're inhaling just good vibes good feelings and each exhalation like a waterfall from the top of your head just all that energy that's stagnant that doesn't make you feel good just flowing out of your body and this is really good um, in the shower because you've already got the water trickling down you. So you can literally see the water trickling off you. And sometimes that really helps, but you don't even have to be in the shower to do this. I do this all the fucking time. Another thing, one more thing to help keep you present 
if you're really struggling to stay out of your thoughts is each time you realize you're in your thoughts, which is key, having that awareness, is once you've taken that deep breath in, do a bilabial trill. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a horse snicker, like a horse sighing even. So and make some noise while you do that. And I'm sorry if that was really loud in the microphone. I used to do this all the time when I worked in retail because there's a lot of people around and a lot of people carrying shit and throwing it at you. And so that was really helpful for me. And I hope it can be helpful for you too, just to get you present in that moment. And, you know, being present isn't just, uh, I do this one thing once and I'll stay present. And you know, that's not how it works. You know, your thoughts will just keep continuing to come if you haven't practiced the muscle of being present. So practice the muscle, keep the breathing, keep the energy wave example, visualization, keeps the the bilabial trill or the horse snicker keep doing those things I don't care how many times you do it or how stupid it makes you look it's all about how you feel another energy drain is activities where you're not getting your energy back in return where are you spending your energy and your time your effort, and you're not receiving anything back, but possibly feeling meh, feeling tired and drained, feeling like, oh, I could just sit back and watch a movie now. What are those activities? And so a a great thing And a great tool that I use and that I love to get my clients to do if it's what they choose is asking, where have you spent time this morning? What did you do before you went to work, after you got up? Even on your days off, what what are you choosing to do with that bit of time where you've woken up in the morning? Because how you start your day is how you move through your day. So the activities that you did, did they give you energy or did they leave you feeling meh? The morning routine has been so beneficial for me to set myself up and to start my day with good energy because at the end of the day, no matter what happens during the day, I've got a base level energy vibe that I've started with And coming back to that is easy. It's when you start on a slump and then something shit happens, trying to get back, trying to get to a place where you haven't been is like, God, trudging through mud. It's really hard. It's like, I haven't been there yet. So it's hard. I couldn't even get there this morning. How can I get there now that shit hits the fan? That's why it's so important to set yourself up at the beginning of each day. And it doesn't have to be a a one-hour, two-hour morning routine. How long does my morning routine take? Some, Some mornings it's 15 minutes. Other mornings it's half an hour. Other mornings it's 45 minutes or an hour. Like it just depends on the day and if I choose to wake up earlier to fit in those activities. Keyword choose. Letting you sit with that for a bit. 
Now, when you're trying to pick activities to do in the morning before you go to work, when you choose to wake up earlier because you're choosing to put yourself first and you're choosing to start your day with good energy so you can keep coming back to that and you can tackle the day no matter what, you need to pick activities, uh, something for the mind, something for the body and something for the language. And that's the, the, I'll explain that. So what I do for my mind or for my focus is inspired journaling. So I'll come out, I will either read a quote on my quote calendar or I will pull an oracle card, which is just like a card for inspirational thoughts or a journaling card. Or even if something's come to me overnight in my dream and I go, that's really profound, I will go and sit and I'll journal about it. I'll, I'll have a cup of tea and I'll sit and I'll start journaling. And this goes from anywhere between five minutes to 10 minutes. It like, yeah, it just depends. What I do for my body each morning is I do yoga. Now I'm not flexible and some mornings I really don't feel like doing it, but I do it anyway because moving the body is so important for shifting your vibe. It's so important for feeling good throughout the day. There's nothing worse than getting through the day with like aches and pains or uh, not being able to reach over in a certain direction because you've got a tight hip flexor. Like, I hate that. So... I don't want to be bogged down by things that I can prevent. So I do yoga each morning, just gently uh, do some stretching. I do mostly wake up yoga by Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Free, 10 minutes, fast, boom, done. And for language, which when I talk about language, it, it does relate to focus, like thoughts but also your speech. And usually in a coaching context, language is how you talk to others, the energy you bring to the conversations and you know whether you're criticizing and judging or whether you're encouraging or like trying to keep it lighthearted and upbeat. I don't see anybody in the mornings apart from my husband who dashes off to work. So for me, my language, my speech, my focus comes from putting on uplifting songs or songs that come to my mind and singing them. Singing the ones that really stick out to me and make me feel good. And you'll notice when you're singing a song that really resonates with you and it's uplifting, you'll start getting goosebumps if you really let yourself feel the music. And if I don't feel like singing in the morning, I'll put on an inspiring or motivating or a funny podcast and let myself laugh. You can do this on the way to work. There's no restraints when it comes to the morning routine because it's all a choice. You choose to go to bed at a certain time so you can choose to wake up at a certain time so you can set your morning up right for yourself so that anything that happens throughout the day, you can tackle. 
The last energy drain that I'm going to talk about today is what you're ingesting, what you're taking in. And what I mean by this is the food that you're taking in, the content, the material, and what you continue to visualize in your head and think about, which I've already touched on, but I'll dive into it a little differently. So when it comes to what you're taking in, what you're ingesting and what you're digesting, how are you eating throughout your day? Are you rushing or are you taking time to enjoy the meal? Because if you're rushing, your body is like, oh, fuck, here comes all this food. i got to quickly digest it. It's all coming at once. Maybe you even feel full. Or you feel like tight in your stomach because you've got so much food in there so quickly. And that puts your body into a different state. You can't, you don't control how fast or slow you digest your food. The next one is also limiting your caffeine and sugar intake. Your poor body cannot keep up with the demands of caffeine and sugar especially together in like Coke and Pepsi. I know it's not real sugar, but that counts. Energy drinks, coffees. If you keep putting in this substance, caffeine and or sugar, your body, it will use it. You might feel on top of the world. And then in the afternoon... You're going to hit a slump unless you put more caffeine and sugar in and then you prolong that feeling a little longer and then later in the evening, then there's the slump. It's like your, your poor body, man. Like really think about it. Like, yeah, it feels shit to not have lots of coffee when you feel like you need it, but your body needs time to recuperate and recover. And if you're piling in all this emotional shit on top of you know, how you're feeling. It's draining to try and keep up with those demands. Another thing, obviously, drink water and drink it slowly. That's just an, a given. Another point when it comes to ingestion and digestion and what you're taking is the content and material that you're taking in. So how much content are you taking in? Are you coming home and you're chucking on some TV and you're scrolling on your phone at the same time? Choose one source of entertainment. Pick a movie or your phone, not both. And even when it comes to your phone, pick one thing to focus on. Pick an article to read. Don't just scroll endlessly taking in loads of information because the reticular activating system in our brains is like a little sonar scanner. And not only is it taking in all the information on your phone that you pick up, it's taking in all the information in your surrounding area where you're sitting, where you're lying, whatever. What you think you're taking in is... A, 
oh, the smallest fraction of what your reticular activating system is taking in. It's what you're able to focus on. So you might be focusing on a TikTok and you think, oh, that's funny, but your phone is, ta- your, your brain is taking in all the numbers on the screen. This is, this, you know, these are all the likes. There's the like button, there's the share button. That's the person's name. That's the, the background in the person's um, TikTok. And noticing, oh, this is the weight of my phone. This is like a pain in my body right now, or this is how I'm sitting. And this is what's going on around me. There's like birds in the background. Like there's so much shit that is going on that our brain is taking in that we're not focusing on. And the more shit you pile on top, the more drained our brain is because it cannot keep up. It cannot keep up. So give your body a break. It's not only how much content you're taking in, it's also what content you're taking in. So, you know, even if you are scrolling on your phone or you are watching a movie, keep it lighthearted. If you can't keep it lighthearted, keep it inspiring. Especially on those days where you're just like, I'm fucking pooped, I'm drained, I did everything and I'm still feeling a bit funny. The worst thing you can do for yourself is chuck on a a drama TV show. What, you want to submit yourself to more feelings of depression and shitness? Like, all right, moving on. Another thing when it comes to the content or the the, the stuff you're taking in is visualizations. So, you know, what are you choosing to visualize? When you do visualize it in your head, you know, when you're daydreaming or you're thinking about a scenario, you firstly have to have the discipline to stop yourself when you start nosediving into negative visualizations. But also, once you're there, at that point where you're realizing, oh, I'm snowballing, ask yourself, what could go right? Keep the positive possibilities going. So this has been a longer episode than usual and thank you for listening. I know it's not necessarily aligned with the relationships uh, content that I usually put out but it makes a huge difference and I'll tell you why. Because if you can hold, firstly if you can create good energy and you can hold that good energy then when your partner comes home to complain or they've had a shit day, you are not as affected by it. You can hold space for them. You can give them that hug and that love. Or even if it's friends, same deal. Family, same deal. And the reason that Another reason I wanted to talk about it today was because the card that I pulled this morning for my inspiration was uh, protection. And it's all about calling back your power and cutting the cords to anything that drains you. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Please let me know if you did because it is a little different. Um, And if you have any questions or you want me to talk about something more, Please let me know through Instagram. Give me a follow on on podcasts on Spotify. Um, Even leave me a review. That would be really helpful for getting me out into 
the world really um getting more people listening so i can get more feedback and provide like quality content for you guys i also understand that i'm new to all of this podcasting i'm not really used to talking into a microphone and sometimes i am all over the shop so forgive me <laughs> and thank you for i guess listening to me to be honest this is like a really nice creative outlet for me um an inspirational outlet for me and I really enjoy what I'm doing um and if you can let me know you know if you're enjoying it and what you're enjoying most that would really mean a lot to me um and I hope I hope all this helps this is all stuff that I use as well on the daily you know healing and the work um, are uh, an ever, ever growing process. You know, there's, there's going to be points in your life where you feel like you've absolutely nailed relationships or nailed, you know, holding your energy and then something will happen to test you and you'll, you might feel like, oh shit, now I'm back to square one. That's okay. That happens. That happens, man. It like, it, it's, it's an opportunity for your heart to crack open a little more. And even in your own life, if you, if you go through life and you're like, yeah, I'm fucking nailing this, eventually, probably, most likely, also not putting this on you, you might have kids. Or you might work in a job where you are a superior and you have um, colleagues below you. And you're going to have to use these tools to help them or to help you in your relationship with them. So this isn't something you can just do once and then hope that it's okay. This is an ever-growing process. And I'm continually tweaking it to figure out what works. Today has been a very passionate talk, so thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>